Boxing, fighting, martial arts, UFC. Uh, I love it. I love all of them. I love Rocky movies. I love fight movies. Rowie, you're a woman. How come you love fighting? Well, it's not the fighting that I love. And there's two reasons why I love a sport where two people go onto a mat or into a ring and one person wins. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of team sports for this reason. If I play badly and we win, I'd, I have no pleasure in that. If I play really well and we lose, I have no pleasure in that. With the, any kind of one-on-one sport, there's one person that wins. And that's why I love fighting. Now, the other reason, of course, that I love fighting is I have a husband who is an international fight coach. He still competes regularly internationally, and he fights hard. He's tough, he's strong, he's powerful, he's focused, he's committed and fearless. He loves to fight. And it's not about hurting somebody. And that's the thing that people don't seem to understand about martial arts. It's never about hurting somebody. It's about... And here's a really cool thing if you watch men fight. In any, in any situation, whether it's verbally or physically, uh, they have a fight. And then whoever was the, the best fighter, the other one is respectful of that. And they, they high-five and they have a beer together and everything's awesome afterwards. Uh, there's a headspace there that I really appreciate too. But one of the things about life that's really interesting is life is technically not a team sport. And that can be argued, I get that. But ultimately, at the end of my day, at the end of your day, don't we have to take full responsibility for ourselves? So the rest of the world can say, well, you're a winner. But if you don't feel like a winner, then of course you you aren't. You can feel like a winner. The rest of the world says that you're not. And that doesn't matter because you've got strong self-esteem and you believe that you're a winner. So the interesting and things that I've really had to learn the hard way about this whole concept is if I want something to work, I have to make it work. That's why I love my wheelbarrow. My wheelbarrow sits still, doesn't go anywhere until I pick up those handles and move the thing. Now, whether that the wheelbarrow is full of rocks or sand or, or soil, it doesn't matter. I have to pick it up and move it, otherwise it doesn't go anywhere. I have to take full responsibility for what that wheelbarrow can do. And isn't our life the same? That's why I love fighting. You have to take full responsibility for yourself when you go into a ring or onto the mat because there's only you. There's no team to rely on. Now, some people will say, well, what about the coach and the rest of the team help get you there, etc." And I absolutely agree because I'm married to an international fight coach. But it doesn't matter how well K-Man trains somebody to fight or how well he trains them to grade for black belt or how much he even trains himself to get onto the mat to fight – When he's there, there is only him to rely on. There's nothing else. And I think that if we had uh, a headspace where instead of who can help me, and I'm an absolute believer in there's a lot of people that can help you. But is it possible that if we've done everything that we can possibly do ourselves, that there would be more people who are likely to help us? If we become weak, if we become frail, if we become irresponsible, if we expect people to give stuff to us and help us, is it possible that the tough, strong, powerful people in the world don't want to help people like that? But if you go to somebody who's tough and strong and powerful and they've worked really hard and they've, they've done everything that they can possibly do to become successful, to become a winner, to become a champion, to, to win at whatever it is that they do, and they can see that you've done the same thing, Is it possible that they're more likely to help you? And that's why I love fighting. 
because I will fight for everything that I believe in. I will fight for my my right to be a human being, my right to, to do all the things in my life that I want to do. I'm a firm believer to fight for what I believe in. But I have to do that myself. I can't expect other people to help me. Here's a great uh, philosophy or headspace to consider. It's nice if I get help. It's nice if people offer their help. But should that be an added value, not the reason why I succeed? And that's why I love fighting, because it's not a team sport. It's two people go in, one person comes out the winner. So in your life, what are you doing every single day? And I'll rephrase, because I ask myself this question every day, and I would never ask you a question that I don't ask myself. Rowie, what are you doing today to get fitter and stronger? What are you doing today to become better at what you do? What are you doing today to help your financial plan? What are you doing today to make sure that you are in respectful, kind relationships and that you are the best person for the relationships that you're in? Now, I hate the word best for a reason, so I'm going to rephrase that. How can I keep getting better? My challenge with the word best is it's a limitation. It has a ceiling on it. If I think that I'm the best, I can't get better. And I don't ever want to live my life like that. So how do we know if something's going to work? How do we know if the plan that we put into place is going to be successful for us? And of course, we never know that until we've done it. And that's the other challenge I've got with help. If somebody tells you how to do something, you still don't know it's going to work until you've done it yourself. And I'll give you some examples of of things that I've had to learn the hard way. When I first came into the exercise profession, I believed what people told me. I believed the exercise programs that they were giving me were good. I believed the exercises were safe. I believed because they were a professor or a 30 years experience gym owner or because they had 100 people in their class that they must know what they're talking about. But I had to learn the hard way that if I don't know my anatomy and physiology, I can't work out whether an exercise is safe or not. I don't know if that exercise is going to work for me until I do it. And if it hurts me, now I know that it was unsafe. So what can I do to make sure that it doesn't hurt me? I have to learn my anatomy and physiology. I have to learn how the human body works so that I, am, I now have the tools required to have a healthy, fit, strong body. I had to learn that the hard way. I don't want to rely on other people to tell me what to eat and how to exercise. How about you? I don't want rely, to rely on some expert to tell me this is how you should and shouldn't move your body or how your body does and doesn't work because those experts disagree constantly. So I don't want to be involved in the disagreement. I want to know that I've done my learning and training and studying. I've used my, my favourite quote, the best place to find a helping hand is the end of your own arm. I now know that I can analyse an eating and exercise plan based on the science of anatomy and physiology, not the guessing of experts that uh, adapt the, the application of anatomy and physiology. I want to adapt that and apply that for myself. I learnt the very hard way that business and success in business and your career, you have to work that out for yourself. I was given plenty of help. I went to seminars and conferences and read every business book and listened to all the business experts. And here's what I found out. If if it works, you'll have a successful business. If it doesn't work, you won't. But you have to be the one that makes it work. You can't rely on the person who wrote the book. The person who wrote the book... Most of the books I've read on business are people who've never run a business. How ridiculous for me to read the book. I can't blame those people for writing the book. They've got every right to write a book however they want to. But if I pick up a book that's written by somebody that's never run a business and I apply that to my life and my business doesn't work, well, that's not their fault. That's mine. So I'm taking full responsibility. If I want something to work, I have to work it out for myself. And unlike anatomy and physiology, which is a set science, 
uh, it's a little bit more difficult in business because it's not a set science. But when you study the successful businesses and work out what did they do long term, and that's the really big thing here, and I apply that to exercise and business and relationships and financial plans, what's the point of something working for a short time or a short term? For me, healthy, fit and strong means for the rest of your life. For me, a successful business means for the rest of your life. Your career path is something that you love doing for the rest of your life because you've found your passion and you're doing that. Financial plan is not being broke one week and having a stack of money the next week, wasting money the week after, having a financial plan the week after, being a multi-billionaire and then going broke. To me, financial security means exactly that. I'm financially secure for the rest of my life. So how do I know that it's going to work? It's working day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year for the rest of my life, not for a short term. And surely relationships are the same. Uh, I, like you, have had many short-term relationships and had to learn the hard way that if I'm looking for long-term, loyal, respectful, kind, beautiful relationships, that I have to be that person. I have to take responsibility for me, not expect other people to be the way I want them to be. There's two things there. Is it possible that if I'm a great person, I may attract great people into my life? And I say may with hesitation because there's two things. I may not. I may be a beautiful person and still attract horrible people into my life, but at least I'll be able to work it out a bit quicker. But the beautiful thing is if you, if you respect yourself, if you have high self-esteem and self-confidence, if you are a loyal, kind, respectful, gorgeous person, is it possible that you don't need other people in your life? They just add value to your life if they do come in, but you don't need them because you like who you are. And I turn towards the sun because to me all energy comes from the sun. I turn towards uh, this beautiful place that I live and I'm here by myself and I love living here. I love being by myself. Now I have a beautiful husband and I've got four beautiful puppy dogs and they add massive value to my life. But I'm going to rephrase that again as I shared before. They are not my life. They add value to my life. Is it possible that if you are expecting people to make you happy, if you're expecting people to make your career successful, if you're expecting your boss to pay you more, if you're expecting the bank to give you financial security, if you're expecting the people in your life to make your life better, is it possible that you could get you could get disappointed? Now, you may not. You might have beautiful people that are going to inspire you to be healthy. They're going to push you to have a career or business that you love. They're going to force you to be financially free. And they're going to make sure that you only have great people in your life. But here's my question. What happens if something happens to them? What if they don't show up? What if they don't turn up for you? Who's going to be there for you? And ultimately, for something to work, if you want to be happy every day, if you want to be healthy, fit and strong, if you want to enjoy what you do, uh, what you do to earn a living, and if you really want to be financially secure, financially free, be wealthy and have great people in your life, could all of that be up to us? Do we need to rely on our own helping hand at the end of our own arm to make sure that those things happen. Now, how do we know that they work? The beautiful thing is if you get if you get puffed, you'll get fit, and fit's easy to test. How do I know that I'm fit? Your body works brilliantly. You recover quickly after you get puffed. How do I know that I'm strong? You can keep lifting heavier things. Not more times, not more days a week, just keep lifting heavier and you know that you're getting stronger. How do you know that you've got a career or business that you love? Well, those two are tied in together. You're financially free and you wake up every day loving what you do. You are loving what you do to earn a living and that living is giving you the financial freedom that you need. Those two go together and it doesn't need a test. Do you love what you do and is it giving you the financial freedom that you need? If not, why the hell would you do it? 
can you hear in my voice that I wish for everybody to be financially free and to have a career or business that they love? And how do you know if a relationship's working? This is really controversial. But if you feel like you're sacrificing and compromising who you are to fit into a relationship, is it possible that that relationship's not working? If you aren't being you, then the other person doesn't even know who they're in a relationship with because it isn't you, it's you pretending to be somebody else. If you want to have great relationships, is it totally and completely up to you? Number one, to be the person that would attract great people into your life. And number two, to love who you are so that if there are no people in your life, it doesn't matter. But most importantly, if you are sacrificing or compromising or pretending or faking or, or putting a mask on to suit somebody else, would it be really unfair to then blame the relationship? Because you're not being you. So let's wrap all of that up. If you want to be happy every day, if you want to be healthy every day, if you want your everything in your life to work, could it be really important to take full responsibility for everything that you do? And that's why I love fighting. Because when you go into the ring of life, when you get onto the mat of life, you go in there, you have to believe that you're the best. Because if you don't believe that you're the best, you'll lose. And when I use the best word very freely there, you have to know that you can do this. You have to know that you're strong enough, tough enough, prepared enough, committed enough, focused enough that you can go onto that mat of life, go into that ring of life and win. Now, as a very fun side note or a very interesting side note, uh, my husband, who's a, a world champion fighter multiple times over, often loses that particular fight. But because he's strong and because he's committed and because he's focused and because he's disciplined and because he continues to get better and better at what he does, isn't the ultimate outcome that you're a winner? Even if you lose that one fight, that one bout, that one challenge, it's never about that one thing. Isn't it about day to day, every day I get better, I get fitter, I get stronger, I get healthier, I love my life even more? Could that be a great way to live your life? And is it possible that that's how the best fighters live? They get better every single day. They train harder. They're more focused. They're more committed. And that's why I love fighting. So if you need to fight for your life, fight for what you believe in, fight for your core values, fight for your family, may you be fit and strong enough to do it so that you can sing like I do every day. Super duper doo, how are you? Rowie, I am amazing and fit and strong and healthy and I love my life. Woohoo!